Hello, this is Graham Cook. Welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about time and timing because, you know, it's time. God is always saying to us, today is the day. It's almost like he's saying, well, how about we don't put things off, you know? I can handle anything that's going on in your life, and I'm teaching you to do exactly the same. So why don't we all get in a mindset together where, why can't today be the day? Today is the day, because God is always ready for something. So what we're learning here in the business of life is we're learning to be present to the moment in Christ. And it's much better if you learn how to abide in Christ rather than just like do your own life and have some kind of spiritual side to you. You know, if you learn how to abide, you're always in the moment with Christ. And I found for me, practicing abiding means I'm unshockable because you are surrounded in this bubble with you and Jesus. And anything that comes against you, if you're in Christ, then it's going to hit him before it hits you. <laughs> that seems pretty smart to me. Yeah, I'm in Christ and he's in me. So if I'm in him, anything that's coming against me is going to touch him first. And that's going to give me time to respond. So that's why I love peace, for example. You know, I, I love that peace guards my heart and my mind because Jesus in me is the Prince of Peace. So anything that's coming against me that's, that's trying to take me off focus or out of kilter or whatever... You know, it meets the shock absorber of the Prince of Peace before it connects to me. That's pretty smart living. That's why God has orchestrated this whole life in the new man, because the old man would instantly keel over, but the new man is so much more resilient. So I want you to think about resilience too. What does it take for me to be resilient? How do I actually live my life in such a way that I cannot be shocked because Jesus is my shock absorber. I'm sure that's not relevant for a lot of you, but I do think it's relevant for some of you right now. So I think I was just prophetic right there. (laughs) So learning to be present in in the moment with Christ means we're staying up to date with God's current purpose for us. And I love the fact that 24-7, focus is always on the menu with God. He always wants you to be focusing. Why? Because he's always focused on you. He's focused on your circumstances. He's focused on your identity. He's focused on your present. He's focused on your future. He's focused on who you're becoming in him. And he's also focused on who he gets to be for you in the context of all of that. So, You know, focus is not something that God demands of us. It's something that he commands about himself. If I'm teaching you focus, you're going to learn from my focus towards you, about you, with you, and for you. I love the fact that in him, you know, there's always this sense of certainty and assurance in the presence of God. 
And focus increases our attention then, and it opens us up to the process of realizing a goal, whether it's in the situation in front of you or whether it's in the resolution of something that has been ongoing for a while, focus keeps us on track with who God is for us. It, it says, this is the goal, this is where we're heading, and I want you to achieve what focus is training you to receive, to come into. And I love the fact that when God's talking about upgrades, there's, there's three stages that he normally goes through. The first stage is, Whatever you're worried about right now, whatever you're paranoid about, whatever you're unsure about, whatever is debilitating you, whatever is making you feel less, you have to get closure on that thing right now. So it's important. Time out. Important here is to focus on your own negativity in the present situation. If you've got a relational thing going on what's the negative thing that's gnawing away at you you have to replace that with something different that's closure closure is not walking away from something and shutting a door behind you it's actually making sure that that thing can't pick the lock and follow you right so closure is about you replacing a negative with something more powerful in your thinking in your perspective and in your language so Closure is about moving on from where we are. And, and if you don't get closure properly, you're going to go around in a big circle and you're going to end up with a similar situation because those situations are about teaching you who you are and who you need to become. So guys, if you don't become, you have to face the whole thing again because this is all a part of growing up with Jesus. I want you to be so amazing <laughs> that you only have to go through something once, because once is enough, right? I mean, twice is bad enough. Three times is, well, sheesh. But any more than that, honestly, you have to be a complete turnip, you know, <laughs> to like keep going through the same situation again and again and again. Why? Because you didn't focus. Or you focused on rescue rather than identity, rather than release, yeah? So moving on, making sure we've got no distractions from focus. And then secondly, he's, so closure is about that. The second one is the increase and the growth of your focus. And because when your focus increases, it's usually because you're starting to see something that God is seeing right now. You know, perspective is brilliant. That's why we called what we're doing brilliant perspectives, because I was hoping to get some. <laughs> so perspective is king in the circumstances of life. Seeing what God sees, saying it the way he says it, that is, uh, that's the gold star right there. And so focus creates energy to pursue the priorities that God is saying, this is important at this time. And, and I love the fact that when God begins to give us truth about our situations, he understands that revelation changes focus and it increases the power of God in us. When your focus gets upgraded, you see something so much more clearly, and you understand it better, and 
you have a passion and a desire and often a hunger to go and be that and do that and achieve that and see that. Why? Because you're fed up of hanging around in what seems like no man's land. And then the third part is advancement. God wants you to become like him. <laughs> that is probably the biggest serial advantage and advancement in the history of humanity. We get to become like him in the normal circumstances of life, in times of opposition and difficulty, in times when the obstacles seem bigger than we are. We're learning here, hang on, there's a divine advantage of being in Jesus, and I want to explore what that looks like. So focus is, I think, such a key thing in the kingdom. And there are always two battles you face over anything. It's one battle to get free and another battle to stay free. Now, come on, guys. How many of you have known people who won a battle to get free, but they lost the battle to stay free because they didn't establish their focus as a reality of identity? And so six months, eight months down the road, suddenly they're right back where they were. They had this great breakthrough, but they didn't have any follow-through. Uh, I know that's been a feature in my life. There are times when I've had great breakthroughs, but I've never followed through, and so I disconnected at some point because of lack of focus. You know, two battles in taking ground, one battle to take ground, another battle to hold that ground. What's the ground that God has created in you right now? What are you learning? That's the territory that you need to be taking. So breakthroughs and upgrades, they've got to be established as a lifestyle. That's really critical because sometimes, you know, um, people want to know things, but they don't always want to learn things. But life in God is about loving the learning. He's not bothered about the mistakes. He's just saying, if you love the learning, that's the antidote to being depressed about making mistakes. You're going to make some mistakes because you, you haven't traveled this way before. Maybe you're doing something for the first time, which means, frankly, you can't make a mistake. You can only learn because you haven't done it. Now, if you do the same thing three, four, five, eight, nineteen 19 times, then we have to have a different conversation <laughs> with the Lord. But it will still be a joyful one because he loves who you are. So we're turning breakthroughs into an ongoing experience. And, you know, that's really critical for us. Staying free is a major part of growing up into all things in God. And it's time that we broke out of some of the things that have been around us for a while and that we break into a whole new place of identity and lifestyle and purpose and relationship with the Father. And for that to happen, we have to learn how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. We have to redeem time by taking advantage of God's presence now. Now, if you've been in a situation and you haven't learned anything, you should just do the time out thing with the Lord and saying, I need to relearn this. Can, I, can we revisit some of the things that you were trying to teach me that I let go of? Can I revisit some of those situations? And can you give me, help me with a different focus? Help me to see what you see. And Holy Spirit, 
can you take the things that God wants me to have and make them real so that I can connect in partnership with him? You know, it's a truism that foolish people waste time. And, you know, I've been foolish in that regard a number of times where I didn't see what was going on. I didn't understand what was going on. Or, frankly, I was in a culture where everyone was just crying out for rescue. You know, some people... Some people rent the truth, but they don't buy into it. And I hope that's not you. You know, we rent the truth when we just think of it as a situational thing. Well, I need to learn this so I can get out of this. It's not about getting out of anything. It's not about what God is talking you out of that's key. It's what he's talking you into. And he's talking you into becoming like him. So if you're renting the truth, what you're doing is you're just, you're just thinking this is a situational thing. I'll comply with God until the situation is over. Then I can get back to normal around here. Normal is who you are in Jesus. Anything outside of that is a little bit freaky, right? You don't want to be that freak. I have been that freak. Not helpful, not nice, definitely not amusing. Foolish people waste time. Good people find time. You know, we all find time to do the things that we really want to do. We're good at it, you know, because... In that context, time is defined by our passion for something, by our desire for something, which is what it should be. But great people, they make time for the realities of God. They make time for what God is doing. Why? Because he is number one on their radar. Becoming like him, living like him, being like him, that is what we are about. So great people, good people, we redeem time because that's crucial. How much time have we wasted struggling with something that to Jesus wasn't even a struggle? It was just he was saying, you have that because I'm teaching you to be like this. And we were trying to learn not to struggle. And he's saying, if you learn focus, you won't struggle. Focus is the antidote to struggling. Here's the thing. It's time that's the currency of our, of our life, not money. So we need to spend our time being focused because here we are and it's time for us to be different and to do something different and to walk with God in a different way. Guys, I hope that helps you. Thanks for listening.